Welcome to episode 58 of the Self-Care 101 podcast, helping you to overcome self-doubt and create a life by design with purpose with your host, Pooja McClymont. Thank you so much for listening today. So you just heard a new intro for the podcast. I'm thinking of creating a new show since I've rebranded my biz and it'll be a lot deeper than this one, I think. I'll keep you posted on how that unfolds in the coming months, but my focus right now, moving forward, it's steeped in overcoming self-doubt. Now, self-doubt, it's something we essentially learn to manage because some self-doubt is absolutely necessary. But my focus is going to be on helping you know when it's a good doubt and when it's a not-so-good one. But on to today's show. In this episode, I am talking about why you should exercise your mind and not just your body. This is a potentially controversial one today, but it's been a while since I called out the wellness industry. And this time, as we head into round two of lockdown in this pandemic, I think it's time to share. Now, no matter how many posts and articles I see about raising the awareness of mental health, loads of self-care tips, barely anything really hits the nail when it comes to the mind. The most you'll get is meditation, but if your mind is full, like your mind is so full, how on earth are you supposed to meditate and reap the benefits? In this show, I'm going to explore why working on your mind is so beneficial right now and how that can help you move to the next steps in your life. If you keep doing self-care acts like signing up to online classes, meditation, yoga, you're going to feel better on the surface. You absolutely are. And I completely support the cause, but your deeper problems, they're still going to be there. Holistic medicine works well. It works holistically. You have to take care of your mind, your body and your spirit for it to actually work. I'm pretty fired up, so let's get to it. So why is working on your mind so beneficial? Now look, everything is connected, okay? And you need to learn to control your mind through your thoughts and your feelings. Now, when we are doing the whole self-care thing, we tend to focus a lot on our physical body, which is also very important, essential, don't get me wrong. But a lot of what we do, we could probably get the results of if we walked, if we did basic stretching and things like that. You don't necessarily need to, you know, master yoga and be able to do headstands and stuff like that to achieve some level of relaxation. Like that's not really anything or caring for your mental well-being. But your mind, there is so much related to your mind. So If you look on social media, for instance, right now, the narrative because of the UK going into a second lockdown, the narrative is very much focused on how you're going to support yourself. So make sure you exercise, make sure you eat right, make sure you socialize with friends, which is all true and all super useful. (laughs) But then there's the question that I would ask and challenge, and I guess this is where we get a bit controversial today, is at what point are you actually going to address your root causes, your root problems, like your actual problems, the things that cause you to be in a state of disarray when adversity hits? Because at the end of the day, adversity is going to happen 
any time in your life. And that could be anything from somebody that you love passing away through to losing work, let alone like we are now in a pandemic. So why is it so important to focus on all the other outside factors, but not actually the stuff that's going on up here? Now, I'm not going to talk about emotions being related to the immune system. They are, and that's very Ayurvedic, but it's not really for today's show. What I really want to focus on for today's show is why it's so important to actually focus on your mind. Like this whole narrative about mental health awareness and mental well-being. Yeah, it's a nice idea, but it's not supported with an actual call to action that says this is what you need to be doing. It's very simple what you need to be doing. You need to be seeking out counsellors and therapists and coaches to help you through navigating what's going on in your mind. You know, you can carry on and do all these lovely outside well-being activities, but it's never addressing the root cause. No matter how hard you try and how many classes you attend, you're not actually addressing the root cause. Look, taking care of yourself, it allows you to be more aware But unless you address the root causes of your issues, you're literally just putting a plaster on your problems and you're just going to repeat the same cycle over and over and over. How many of you actually do certain things, be it going for a walk, be it meditation, be it reading podcasts, audiobooks, whatever it is that you do to look after yourself? And the pandemic's hit and your mind has still gone into either panic mode or despair or worry or fear. What's what's doing that? Because truthfully, if all those things that you were doing were really, really working for you, when the PM announced that this lockdown was happening, you would have addressed it very differently. You would have embraced it differently. Now, I embraced it. When I saw it, happen after the two hour wait. I sat there and the moment he said, we're going into second lockdown happening on Thursday, I felt really relieved. I was like, great, great, actually great. Are schools still open or do I have to educate my child as well? Nope, schools are open, fine. I knew what I needed to do and to navigate. My husband started to get into a tiny bit of a tiz and I was like, "Mm, let's just bring it down. Okay, this is the second time we're doing it the shops, the supermarkets should know how to handle this situation this time. So like, let's not go into panic buying or anything like that. And I really collected myself and a few people asked me how I was feeling. And I said, I'm I'm actually feeling really great about it. One, you know, it does help the whole spread. So I'm, I'm there for that. I am there for that. Two, it's a second opportunity. You know, the first time it happened was shock to our system. There was a lot of fear. The narratives were terrible. The things people were saying online were just awful. The articles and the news, these briefings and the stats really, really overwhelming. But you know that now. You know that now. So going into this second time around, if you're not prepared, how are you living your life? How are you actually living your life? How are you existing? Because you need to have some level of awareness that is how you manage things and how you control your own life, that you're not a victim of what other people or external factors are telling you. Now, I must say, this is not about toxic positivity. I don't like toxic positivity. I don't like the narrative that everything is rosy and wonderful and and beautiful. 
I mean, you know, there's, there's a school of thought that it is. But this is really about, and this show, what I want to talk about, this is really about learning to connect all of the pieces that make you whole. And essentially not forgetting your mind whilst you're at it. Because no matter what we do, no matter how much we work on ourselves, if we're not doing the active conscious work on our minds, we're just having really healthy physical bodies. But the stuff is still there. I'm really trying not to swear. And look, if you keep ignoring your problems, what's going to happen? They're only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they're going to get harder to manage. It's going to be more difficult to find a way out, if you like. So recognizing that there's stuff you need to work on. Look, that's the ultimate first step, right? And it helps you release yourself of the magnitude of these challenges because that's essentially it. It's the magnitude, you know, you feel loneliness or you feel scared or you feel doubt or you feel apprehension, whatever it is you're feeling, they're going to feel a lot bigger if you don't recognize them and start addressing them, you know, directly, essentially. Now, look, you're not going to eradicate them completely from your life. You may not. Actually, I shouldn't say you're not because... Mm. you may not eradicate them completely from your life, but, but with the right therapy, you will be able to manage all of that better. At the end of the day, this pandemic that we're in, it's all over the place. We don't know what's going on. We are experiencing something like this for the first time in our lives. How do we navigate this? This is all down to you, your resilience, your will, your um, what's the word? Your, I guess the, your, the way you look at life, you know, and very much if you're in that victim state, oh, this is happening to me and I'm a product of this and I'm blah, 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 then it's going to be a lot harder for you to get a grip on your mind and what it actually needs. Don't just fall victim to what's trending on social media, you know, in terms of your, your welfare do what feels right. I say this in my classes, actually. Whatever you're trying to do to better yourself, to improve yourself, your mind, your physical, whatever it is, do what feels right. Don't just follow something because it sounds like it might work. You know, be realistic with yourself and your time and your effort and your likes and dislikes, because sometimes it's something much more simple and in my previous show about hobbies, I was talking about looking to childhood at things that you enjoyed doing. And I would say this applies to self-care as well. Look back into your life when you were younger and how you managed your happiness. What were you doing? Were you kicking a ball around? Were you playing dancing ballet even or something? Because all those things are what actually make you happy. You don't have to follow the wellness industry to do that. So that's really, you know, the difference between being a victim and something happening to you and also instead or even being someone who takes control and accepts that you can decide how things actually go for you. And if you don't, if you don't address your mind, these painful beliefs, they're going to manifest as projections. And they're going to manifest as projections in all areas of your life, your work. You're going to encounter the same types of problems. You're going to have trouble in your relationships with partners, friends, family. 
and even down to how you react to events and situations, which is, I guess, what we're talking about today, right? So we're we're in a pandemic, second phase of lockdown, and the way we're reacting to this second lockdown is going to be a very, very telling on ourselves. Now, if you know what you really struggled with first time around with the lockdown, be mindful of going into the second lockdown. I put a post up on social media the other day saying that I have like, these are my three P's for the pandemic, which was plan, prep and patience. And the planning is plan for what you need to plan for, you know, like your home, your shopping, things like that. Prep, prep for the worst. The worst is your kids don't go to school. The worst is somebody loses work. The worst is uh, bills are difficult to pay. Remember the world and the nation is in the pandemic. So no matter what unfortunate circumstances you find yourself in as a result of this pandemic, when I talk about that, I'm really, really focusing on work and money because that seems to be the most awful effect, um, obviously, apart from being ill of the pandemic, that there are options available to you and you just have to I guess, take control of them. So if you feel like your job or your partner's job might be at risk, try and explore what you could be doing to manage that risk. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to necessarily find a job straight away, but it does mean find out what your financial situation is, see what kind of support you can get. And if you can't get governmental support, can you get support from family, friends? You know, you've got to put it out there. You've got to look at all of it because there's no point letting all those things just fester in your mind and you get yourself more worked up and stressed out. And then over the next month minimum that we're in this lockdown, you're going to feel like, just so much more anxious and stressed and you could actually be doing a bit more. I think you've just got to look at things a little bit differently. Perspective is really, really important in a situation like this, especially in any type of adversity. Perspective is super important. So do consider what the worst could be for you and your situation in your life and look at ways that you can manage that so that it doesn't overwhelm you. And then the other thing that I said about preparation was to plan for good things as well. The the world hasn't come to an end at all. It's just on a very odd pause right now plan for good things. What good things could you plan? Is there anything coming up? The obvious is Christmas and New Year. So let's, what could you do? What could you do? Plan good things. I mean, those are more celebratory, but maybe there's other things you could be doing that fill you with joy. Why aren't we looking at more joyful things? Oh, when I'm looking on social media and I see these posts of despair and oh, I know it's going to be a really hard time this time and it's really tough and, you know, if you're feeling lonely, reach out. And it's just like, or, or know what it is that troubled you last time and create a solution so it doesn't happen again. So if you are feeling lonely, if you did feel really, really lonely during lockdown, what could you have done more of? Probably connect with people. And if you don't have people in your circle that you feel comfortable connecting with, find new people. 
There are so many online communities, I can't tell you, like it's such a competitive space. There are so many online communities out there that you could go to and share your problems or share your joys or share your despair, whatever it is that helps you get through, get through, but get through, essentially. Don't just wallow. Why are you wallowing? You're not developing. You're not growing. You're not learning if you wallow. It's okay to feel low, consciously okay to feel low. It's okay. I'm not upbeat all the time. Don't get me wrong. I will have bad days too, but I acknowledge the bad days and I let them happen. If that means I've got to cry all day, then that's exactly what I will do. If that means I am, I just don't want to see anybody, then I'll lock myself away for the day. Whatever I need to do on a day that doesn't feel good, I will do. Acknowledge that. That's important. That's growth. That's empowerment for yourself. Wallowing in it is a completely different thing because wallowing doesn't help you. Acknowledging that you're low, recognizing those feelings and doing something about it. That could be talking to a friend, that could be talking to a partner, a family member, that could be journaling, that could be listening to a self-help podcast, reading a self-help book, reading articles that help you. Those practical tips that all of us coaches, therapists, journalists put out there in our articles, our content, those are real practical tips. They are actually proven things that work. Either we've used them ourselves or our clients have used them. They are real. Take them on. Don't just read them, dismiss them. Actually take them on and use them. They're going to help you. Now that went on for a bit. So let's move on to why. Why? Why is it helpful to work on your mind? Well, look, working on your mind, it helps you take the next steps in life. And how does it do that? Getting clear, getting clear, getting focused. And if you are clear and focused, that's what's going to really help your mental well-being. When you know, when you recognize the things that are holding you back from bouncing back, being more resilient or going for an opportunity, trying to get another job, trying to make more money, trying to build your business, whatever it is that you're trying to work on, if you've got some clarity and focus, then that's where your attention is going to go rather than it being on a fear-based thing like being in lockdown and the pandemic. There's, there's no reason for you to feel so overcome that you can't get clarity. It is possible to get clarity, but again, with everything, it's a choice. You've got to choose to want to do it. It's perfectly fine if you just don't just want to sit at home and be, I guess, ride it out. That's fine if that's your, that's your choice. But you know what? If you're listening to this podcast, this 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 space here is not about wallowing, not at all. So the other thing that helps you take next steps, the reasons why you should work on your mind, is that it helps you know what holds you back from living your best life. Now, I know that sounds a little bit mm, cringe, but let's let's take away best life. It's living the life that you want, okay? We all have a vision for the life that we want. We all have an idea of what we want from life and how we want to live it, where we want to work, live, the types of people we want to be around, the types of things we do with our life on a day-to-day. But how many of us are actually living that life or working towards living that life? We might just talk about it and it, it's just a dream, 
But if you know what holds you back, that gives you the starting point. It gives you the starting point of what you need to work on. And that doesn't mean, again, to overwhelm yourself and do everything all at the same time. Not at all. Just know the starting point and then see what you could do to help you move it. Um, let's look at recognizing your weaknesses. So when you know what your weaknesses are, that's going to actually allow you room for growth. It's an opportunity for you to see opportunities, not just aversions. It's actually a way when you are, when you are able to know that, oh, do you know what? I can't bounce back from a situation or let's say let's use a really simple example that you know that every time you scroll on social media that makes you feel rubbish and you feel really low and things like that the thing that you can do is you know that as a weakness you will scroll social media when you're bored so rather than scrolling social media you find another way to handle your boredom find a hobby episode 57 or just read, do something simple, read, watch a comedy, I don't know, anything that is not going to make you feel worse. Why do you choose to make yourself feel worse? We're intelligent people. I mean, you know, I have, I have my moments too. We'll do something, we're bored, we'll scroll, and then we fall down that rabbit hole, feel more rubbish, come back out and just really you're just depleted of energy and it's very difficult then to find that sort of that uh positive energy I guess to take next steps to to happiness and joy make yourself feel better in that moment it is a lot harder but if you can avoid doing the scroll in the first place that's what's gonna help you be more aware and manage your weaknesses better and then there's that's where your growth is when you have when you look at things differently, when you see that doing X, Y, and Z makes me feel like this, even talking to a friend, there could be a friend of yours that is just so draining. That person, once you know and recognize that that person drains your energy, you're not going to want to spend more time with them. So don't, don't spend more time with them. And that there is growth too. Same for work. If you know that your job is just draining you of all the joy that you could have in your life, that you hate a random Zoom call at nine o'clock in the morning, that you don't feel like your space or your time is respected. All those things, recognizing that as a weakness, recognizing that as an opportunity for growth is what's going to essentially lead to happiness. So recognize it. This is a chance for reflection again, but much more mindful reflection. This one, this lockdown, I would say is a lot more of an opportunity to make change. Whereas the first one was a bit, it was more overwhelming because it was happening to all of us at the first, uh, for the first time. This time around, we know it's happening. We can really choose to make change here. I think that this month can be, and just, I mean, it, it overwhelms me at how much of an opportunity this month can be for so many of us. I, I mean, it really can be. And being self, more self-aware, that's going to help you make more mindful decisions, more mindful choices. Mindful being you're making a conscious decision that benefits you, that benefits your values, that benefits where you want to go. Whatever that trajectory is, if you make mindful choices, you're more likely to get there. You know, I'll give you my weight example. If I want to lose weight, I've got to eat less and exercise more. That's it. 
that's it <laughs> you know i've got to have the will to do that i've got to want to do it i've got to know why i'm doing it how important it is to me but once i have those then i will make more mindful choices and i am by the way and lastly and probably the most i guess all encompassing of everything and everything we do in our lives is that you are going to build more confidence in yourself and your abilities to face adversities in life you know that's gonna adversities are anywhere anytime and they come in different guises and if you can build confidence within yourself to be able to manage adversities better, you will bounce back quicker, you will move on faster, you will achieve more of the things that you're striving or dreaming to achieve, you know, that you're turning those dreams into reality. And then that's also going to help you to challenge and push yourself towards your desires. And that doesn't mean not having a bad day. That just means bouncing back from a bad day, choosing to continue on that path to the success that you want, whether that's work, success, financial, etc., or personal relationships, um, having kids, I don't know, anything that is important to you, you will be more able to challenge yourself because you have the confidence to know what's been going on in your mind, why you haven't addressed those things, start addressing those things, feel more confident after addressing those things, learn to manage your mind better, your emotions, your feelings. And then when you meditate, your meditation is going to work. Then when you do yoga, you are connecting your mind, body and spirit because you're working through the things that are holding you back in your mind from being whole. You will be able to uh, have a bath with the candles and the music and the Prosecco and the whatevers. And you're going to feel the benefits. It's not just going to be a plaster on top of your problems because you're dealing with the root causes of what's going on in your mind. So with that, I shall leave you. I hope that's given you some food for thought, essentially, pardon the pun. But working on your mind is super beneficial. It's very straightforward to do. It's going to hurt, it's going to be challenging, but focus on the outcome, okay? Just focus on the outcome, focus on all that you will be able to do, all that you will be free of, all that you will have more confidence in as a result of working on the things that are going on in your Thank you for listening to the Self-Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review so that other people like you can find the show. To find out more about me, you can follow me on the socials at Pooja McClymont or visit my website, PoojaMcClymont.com. Talk to you soon.